I have to admit it, girls are kind of hot. You know, you got me there. Three, two, one, zero. They say the girls have more fun, but they never met the boys. This is Boy Talk. Boy Talk. This is Boy Talk. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Look at me actually doing it <laughs> every week. I'm not lying to you guys. <laughs> I'm literally the worst. I'm so sorry, but you know, I am here. We are going to have podcasts every week. I'm not going to give up on it. I don't care if it's the last thing I do. We're going to do it. So I'm back again this week for fun and shenanigans and all the good things. So let's get the updates out of the way because this is like the most annoying part of the podcast. Just kidding. I love this moment with you all because like we get to actually chit chat and I get to tell you what's been going on in my life which is like i literally do nothing i'm such a fucking loser (laughs) i'm such a loser um but yeah so podcast is going great i'm back to weekly all that good stuff and that's really all i have to say about that that's it oh oh i forgot yeah spotify y'all y'all who are listening on spotify i've been getting a lot of you telling me that you are like getting suggested the podcast like you didn't find me on tiktok you didn't find me on instagram like your asses are literally finding me on spotify and i'm like I don't know who at Spotify I need to kiss or, you know, the little on, but like, thank you. Thank you, Spotify. If you're listening, call me. (laughs) But regardless, that's like the only update about the podcast. Everything else is business as usual. TikTok, on the other hand, um, I am still trying to get not banned. It's going pretty good. I had four videos this week. All of them were fine. None of them got taken down. I haven't got any community guidelines in a couple of weeks. So I think we're on the right track. I know it's not going to be as fun and explicit as always. And I'm already seeing like some people are not happy about it. I've lost some followers. That's fine. I get it. Whatever. Um, but it does suck that they have so- like basically censored me that that much like it's that censored and it's not just me there's tons of creators who are going through the same thing in the same motions and i'm finding new ways to get around how they're like taking videos down like i've seen some creators doing some really sneaky stuff um there's this one guy he was literally talking about like just blatantly fucking someone and he was saying that but he changed the captions that are automated to say that he was talking about like not having sex and the video was viral and it was not taken down. I was like, is it that easy? Because, like, I'm going to start fucking doing that. Like, but I'm nervous because my account is already on, like, <laughs> probation, basically. That if I fuck up, like, one more time, they're going to end up, like, canning my ass. They're going to be like, get out of here. We don't want you here. Who knows? Who knows? Long story short, that's what's going on, on TikTok. And then the real tea, the real tea. If you do follow me on TikTok, you've already started to hear part of the story. But here is the tea about it all. I am done with OnlyFans officially. It is over. O-V-E-R. We are done with OnlyFans. I know. um, I just started it. I know it's crazy. Um, So why did you quit, Cody? Well, that's a great question. Let's start from the beginning. First off, I didn't quit because I wasn't good at it. I was fantastic at it. I only had it for two months, but I got into the top 3% of creators. I made some bank like i literally started talking to like finance bros in wall street asking them how to like pay my taxes because like i made bank off of it i did um and i'm so grateful for everyone who supported me and wanted to see that content and whatever great awesome like that literally changed my life i had to pay some medical bills like i had to do stuff with my tooth like i had like a medical thing going on in my mouth and like i used OnlyFans money to pay that i would not have had the money to do it i also started to pay some debt back that i occurred while being a student so like 
really good stuff. Like, I'm so grateful for it. It's helped me in ways that I can't even explain to you all. But um, the problem was the few bad apples. And I. it sucks that, like, that's why I'm quitting. But it's the truth. Like, there were a handful of guys who were just so disrespectful to me on the platform that it was crushing my mental health. Like, I can handle heat. Like, I get made fun of all the time on social media. That's fine and dandy. I don't care. Like, it, it doesn't bug me. I love who I am. I love what I do. I don't I don't care what people say or think. But, like, these men were just so degrading. Like, so degrading to me. Like, they were so mad that my content wasn't, you know this crazy XX Pornhub experience because like I never said I was going to do that. I never promoted it. Like that's what it was going to be. I openly talked about it on this podcast saying it's just going to be like risky and, and fun and flirty and suggestive and whatever. And I had hundreds of people who loved that, but I had about like 10 to 20 people who were livid and like they paid like five dollars because i was running a promotion to get people to like <laughs> come to my only fans and they were so solid about their five bucks and that i wasn't like a full-on porn star and i was like i never signed up to be a full-on porn star nowhere does it say that an only fans account has to be full-on porn it can be whatever you want it to be and as a creator i was doing what i was enjoying on there and i had tons of people who loved it so yeah, they ruined it. It's them. Um, it's done. It's not coming back. I have no interest. It will never be a thing again. Um, it was fun. I enjoyed it. I had some really great conversations with some guys and I, I love like making contents and it was just another form in that. Like I got to take like fun pictures of me, like looking cute and I enjoyed it. Like that's what you missed was like, it was me just like in like cute suggestive outfits, like being cute and flirty in my bedroom. And I, I had fun. But they ruined it. They made me feel really bad about myself. And, like, they literally it just was, like, eating me alive that, like, I was disappointing all these people. And I just didn't want to do it anymore. So it wasn't worth it. There is no amount of money that's worth it. Like, I think that should be the moral of my OnlyFans experience story for y'all who are listening is, like, money is important, of course, yes. Like, we all want to say money isn't everything. But, like, at the end of the day, like, we all have bills and things we need to do and things we want to do. So, like, money, yes, is important. But it is not worth your mental health. Like, okay, so maybe you're never going to start an OnlyFans. But if you're at a job that you are absolutely miserable at, please, for the love of God, find a new one. You can and you will. There are tons of jobs. Don't stick somewhere or do something that is making you feel so miserable. Like, I literally was dying inside. Like, it was terrible. I remember for, like, three weeks of, like just being in this dark terrible place like I was miserable I was talking to like my family about it and they're like well if you're not happy like quit and I'm like I, I guess and I just contemplated for weeks and finally I just said you know what enough's enough like my happiness is not worth it and that's my story so <laughs> thanks for tuning in enough of the sad bitch shit and let's move on to the episode before we jump in I want to introduce my friend Casey you've all met her before she's been here before it's not her first time joining us here on Boy Talk, but Casey, hi. Hi. Yes, it is, in fact, not my first rodeo. Probably, like, my third. <laughs> yeah, you've been here a few times now. Yes, it is great to be back. I always love coming on. We have such great conversations, and I just love that we get to share them with everyone because, like, in us in our day-to-day -day life, like, we're always on some bullshit. 100% on bullshit constantly. Like, Casey and I are 
a disaster to be around, but like the kind of disaster you're like, I want yeah, more the best of that. Disaster. Like, let me grab my popcorn and watch. <laughs> exactly, like the perfect disaster. Um, and so when I was thinking about this topic, and like I knew I needed to like like address this at some point. Um, I knew that I had to have Casey talk about it because she's one of the only people that I actually have ever talked about this topic with before. Um, so this week's episode is going to be all about the fact that girls are kind of hot. Girls are, in fact, kind of hot. And, you know, we've been new. We've been known. We've been known that. But, like, we're just kind of waking up to it again, you know? Yeah, it's like they're not just kind of hot. It's kind of like... They're kind of like hot in like a like sexual way, not just like a mm, you look good girl way. So that's what this week's going to be all about. Alrighty, y'all. Shameless plug. I know it's that point again of the podcast. If you've been around, skip it. I know you're probably tired. You already know the drill. But for my new friends who are showing up, hi, hello. So I am literally doing this by myself. I'm in my apartment. I am not getting paid. I pay money to produce this podcast. No one is giving me money. (laughs) I have no sponsors. Um, But, you know, we're top 1% in the world. And it's because of you all. And it's what you guys can do to make sure the podcast continues to grow, continues to reach the people who need to hear this information. So if you can please download this episode and all of the episodes, if you haven't done it yet, if you can like the episode, if you can leave a review on Apple Podcast, if you can make sure that you are tuning in every single week, share it on your social media and tag me. I will always answer those messages i will shout you out on my pages for shouting me out it is what grows the podcast it's what brings more people to us and it's what's getting us to rate and i mean top one percent of the world absolutely crazy i love you guys so much i couldn't be doing this without you so thank you so much you all are the best and now let's get into this week's hot take so girls are kind of hot right so let's talk about the background of this so if you've been listening to boy talk for a while you already know i talked about sexuality as a spectrum Kinsley model. It's a totally accepted psychological theory. It's, you know, I'm not just here, you know, shooting stuff out of my ass. Like, I mean, (laughs) no, just kidding. I'm not shooting anything out of my ass. It is 100% is a real thing. It's a real theory. And sexuality is on a spectrum, right? So, like, at its core, defining your sexuality is already, like, hard to do. And when you have a spectrum, that's what's so beautiful about is that, like, there isn't any, like, set barrier on a sexual preference or a sexual like you know identity because it's fluid so this fluidity right and so when that's in mind and you know we have this sexuality as is fluid and it can go any way shape or form and it can change the way you feel and and things can you know affect that feeling and everyone's going to be so unique and different that's where things kind of get a little messy and hard there could be two people identify as straight, right? Like there could be, let's let's use two white cis males, okay? We got two cis males, they're white, and they both are straight, right? Cool. Well, you have Chad, and Chad is 100% like down for that pussy. He is not interested at all in any type of things with dicks. Like he isn't even like curious there's no desire he's absolutely only there for boobs and and pussy and like that is what he wants and he's like um nom 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 delicioso whatever (laughs) then we have brad okay and brad is chad's bestie and brad on the other hand is straight 100 percent straight he knows that he's he's attracted to opposite sex whatever but he does find guys attractive like he looks at his friend chad and goes you know 
he's a good looking man. I, I can see why people are sexually attracted to him, whatever. Like he can see, you know, a dingling and be like, I am not into it, but I could see why. Like, it's a good-looking one. It's a good size. Like, I could understand, but it's just not for me, right? But they're both straight, and they both identify as straight. But they're a little different, and that's why that spectrum works so well. Because it's like, if you're going to use, like, zero is heterosexual and six is homosexual, which is what the spectrum does, Chad is 100% like probably a zero, you know, he, he has zero interest in anything about the same sex. He's all about the opposite sex. Where Brad might be like a one-ish where he's still straight, he's still heterosexual, but he's still able to see and appreciate and understand the beauty of, of a male and the sexuality behind like being sexually attracted to men, but he's just not. It's not for him. He doesn't vibe with it. Whatever, great. So now that we have that kind of discussed, we got a little Chad and Brad scenario, We're, we, we figured it out. Let's talk about what that really means. So as you're discovering your sexuality, like it's very fluid. It's, it's not something that you can always set in stone. It's not always going to be the same from day to day, from year to year, from decade to decade. And I'm not saying like you're going to, you know, be like a flaming homosexual like me one day and then you're going to wake up and be 100% the straightest person in the world. No, I'm not saying that. And this is 100% conversion therapy is not a thing. Don't even mention it to me. Like, no, absolutely not. We do not stand that. That doesn't happen. But what I'm saying is like, you might find yourself shifting around as you're discovering, as you're learning, as you're experiencing, which is what learning and experiencing life does. We all learn and change and grow. And so that's what happens with a lot of people. So let's talk about a little bit of how that happens. And something that I've been seeing a lot of is actually in our current culture is bisexuality and how we're actually redefining it. So <laughs> I don't know, Casey, if you can agree with me on this, but back in like 2012, the understanding of a bisexual human was very much like you are 50-50. There is no other thing out there. Like you have to like vaginas and penis at a 50-50 ratio. Like we're going to measure it out. And if it's not 50-50, you're not bi, you're lying. Oh, absolutely. It was just like the sheer definition of you like men and women both like at the same time equally like it was very black and white it was and it was really bad and i think that we still are living for that implication of people not understanding that bisexuality isn't 50 50 and i think that's where a lot of the stereotypes of like you'd hear people be like i'm a bisexual girl but i have a boyfriend right now so everyone thinks i'm straight and they all just say well you're straight now and they're like i'm not i still like women i just am with a man and you'll hear other stories of like bisexual guys who are the same way where they're dating a girl and everyone's like, you're straight or they're dating a guy and they're like, oh, you're gay. And he's, they're like, no, I'm still 100% validly bisexual. But in like 2012, which is not that far like ago, like it, it was literally like almost yesterday, like <laughs> it was so un understood. I don't even know how to explain how bad we didn't get it. Like bisexuality, it was not understood well. Even the community was struggling with it. Like it was a disaster. Now, in our world, we see that everyone's understanding that bisexuality is actually very much on that spectrum level of, like, you can like girls 80% and guys 20%, or it can even be 95-5 or 99-1, and you can still validly be a bisexual person, because at the end of the day, if you find sexual attraction to both, that makes you bisexual. Like, if you like both of those genders, that makes you bisexual. Like, that is what people are talking about. And I think that that is so cool that it's happening so, like, 
culturally. Like, I see on TikTok all the time these girls being like, I had no idea I was bisexual. But as I'm getting older, I'm starting to realize, like, oh, crap. Like, I don't just enjoy kissing my friends drunk. And, like, I I do enjoy doing other things that are pretty sus. And now I'm realizing, like, yeah, I do like women. Like, maybe it's not a 50-50, but, like, I I would have sex with women. And I've I've had sex with women or I've encountered. But I didn't think that made me bisexual until I really stopped and recognized what that meant. And it's, like, everyone's, like, how could that happen? Like, how could you go so long and not know? But it's more common than you think. Yeah, I, uh definitely feel like that's a big thing that's happening right now is people just not really realizing before and now it's kind of like everything's becoming more understood and like with genders and sexuality like everyone I feel like is becoming a little bit more understanding about it we're talking about it more it's not something that people are just like brushing under the rug anymore so and i feel like the internet also has a big part of that with people like sharing their stories more more and more people are learning things about themselves through what other people are saying no definitely and i think that's what's so beautiful now that we have a more accepting culture where it's not weird to have these discussions like i'm not even that old right like (laughs) my ass is 23 um and i was in high school when I got my marriage rights like this is all still so brand new when you really stop and recognize like how new all of this is like having the like social freedom to have these discussions openly like I talked to some older people in the community and they're like I could have never talked about the stuff you do on the internet or like even in a coffee shop without judgment or fear of punishment or whatever because even though like it's been legally okay and whatever, great. Hate crimes happen in America all the time too. Like there's still a lot of social things that haven't been moved forward yet. And so it's crazy that like, because we have a more open society, we get to have these conversations. And because we're having these conversations more, we're helping other people realize things. And you know, like Kylie said, it's a year of realizing stuff. Like people are realizing things. Like we're not all straight, like we thought we were. And that's, it's beautiful um, that people are finally getting to connect with their real selves and find their true like, identities and it's it's a beautiful journey and i think that that's what's beautiful about sexuality and self-identification everything is that it is a journey and you're always going to grow and change and you never know what road you're going to end up going down or what what's going to make you feel the most comfortable in your skin you you just don't know it all comes with time and energy so with that being said (laughs) it's funny enough that we're going to talk about this but even me, I'm still questioning my sexuality every now and then. It's something I've been reluctant to kind of talk about because, like, obviously I am currently known for being a gay bottom on the internet, and I am a gay bottom, and so I want to put that out there right now. I 100% still identify as a gay male. Um, I am nowhere near anywhere changing my identification at the moment. But transparently, you know, I have played around with the idea of of women so like example i've talked about it before i had sex with a girl and i thought that that was my clear sign that like uh, it's not for me but like i'm also finding as i'm being more <laughs> honest with myself and i'm in my own alone spaces that 
I do find women attractive in sexual ways, in ways that I'm not quite sure yet what to do with. Like, I'm still processing it. Um, like, one thing that I, I have been so confused with is fucking Addison Ray. Like, I can't with her. Literally, every time I see her, I'm like, I I like women now. <laughs> and, like, I wish I was lying, but, like, I she drives me crazy. She does. And I I will always have a sweet spot for her. But there's also been multiple women in my life where I've had moments of, like, huh, maybe... And then, like, I feel like I have such a, like, a, a weird stigma in my head of, like, no, you're gay, you don't like women, but then I'm, like, maybe, and then I hear all this stuff about bisexuality and, like, not being 50-50, and as I'm learning to, like, redefine that definition in my head, I'm, like, huh, maybe, <laughs> maybe this whole time I was bisexual, and I just never explored it enough. And I was too, you know, set in this mindset of, well, I don't like girls enough to claim it. And I think that that goes back to, like, I'm saying, like, I'm still identifying as a gay male. And when I think about my long-term partner, it's a guy. Like, I see myself marrying a man. I see myself having children with a man. I see myself having a household with a man. Um, I've always been into boys. Like, obviously, I am boy crazy. It's not a question of if I like men. I love men. But I'm trying to figure out what this means where there are girls that I'm attracted to. And there's moments where I have watched, you know, straight pornography and been like, no, yeah, like, that's kind of hot. But what does that mean for me? I'm not quite sure yet. And that's the beauty. It's like, it's my journey. For now, I still identify as a gay male. Obviously still a bottom. That's not changing anytime soon. But that's where I'm at with it all. I would say for myself, currently, I would probably identify as bi-curious. I've been like, I feel like openly discussing the possibility that I might be bisexual with more like people in my life. Like I've definitely been more like open about it as of this past year and I would say that I'm like definitely not 100% straight but also I'm not like entirely convinced that I'm bisexual either but I feel like it's kind of like a bit of an imposter syndrome thing where like I've only dated men like my entire life I uh, I haven't really had, like, any, like, solidifying crushes on girls that I've really, like, truly explored other than just the, like, they're very attractive, like, and more recently, like, I would do stuff with them. Um, but I just feel like part of me is, like, since I haven't had that experience... I don't know if I can like fully claim it yet, you know? Yeah, no, I think that that's kind of that similar feeling I have in the like opposite. Like obviously you identified as a straight female your whole life. I've identified as a gay male my whole life. So as I'm approaching this feeling of like, no, there might, there might be some women that I, I do find sexually attractive or there might be some things about sex with women that I, I could find myself enjoying. I don't know how to process that and that imposter syndrome is like definitely playing into that feeling. Yeah, it's definitely a process of like 
really kind of reshaping like how you see yourself and also just realizing that yeah it's not like black and white it's definitely it varies and I feel like it also varies obviously from person to person and what you are actually attracted to because like for me the reason like I do like men is that I love that dominant energy so like if I recognize that in women like I'm obviously attracted to that as well and it's kind of becoming more of a thing of like okay so like maybe it's not just men maybe it's just kind of that like big dick energy that they put off and like some women also put that off themselves so it's kind of like it's it's kind of been you know just you know that you know that meme with the woman and she has like all the equations like around her head that's how I'm feeling (laughs) and (laughs) I didn't really like start to like kind of make these realizations like the thing that really started me on this track of like kind of redefining my sexuality was when I downloaded TikTok and some of the girls on there were just like so sexy and I'm like oh okay like perhaps I am bisexual (laughs) not the perhaps (laughs) perhaps so like maybe a little (laughs) so like just to go into like all of it you haven't done anything with girls the only thing i've ever done was kiss one girl and that's it like i've just like made out almost had a threesome but just just made out with a girl and that's as far as i have ever gotten and so when it comes to that feeling of like you know you feel this attraction or whatever and you've only ever kissed a girl do you think part of why you haven't done it is because you just don't have that experience? Like, you've only been with guys then, right? Yeah, I've only I've only been with guys. And I guess, like, well, for a lot of my life, like, I've been in, like, long-term relationships. And this is, like, the longest I've gone being single. So I feel like this this time period of just being single and just kind of discovering who I am, like, as an individual... This is just, like, an aspect of that is just kind of like, oh, well, here's this other part of me that, like, I never really got to explore because I've always been in these relationships with men. And, like, I, I've, you know, like, I've, I've dabbled in, you know, some things. I've watched a little girl-on-girl porn, and I've, like, had some, like, fantasies, but, like, experiment-wise, like, I've, I don't have, like, any, like, solid actual experience to like kind of confirm anything no definitely and I think that's so like telling of it all too because I think that (laughs) obviously adult content is so easy to access on the internet and it's crazy how helpful it can be when you are younger or you know when you are going through these experiences of like life-changing or questioning moments it's such a good resource. It is. It's such a good resource to watch it and be able to like have that moment with yourself because you're alone. You don't feel judged. You can just kind of 
scroll through and see what tickles your fancy if you will and and if something's gonna like strike your like little harmonica <laughs> and you just have that little tune whistle out and you're like oh wait a second i didn't know i'd like that uh but yeah i think that like what this really does come down to is it goes back to that fact that sexuality is so fluid like it is so hard to define something that is not definable like we are all different humans with different experiences with different emotions with with different attractions with different life wants needs desires etc like your sexuality is so unique there is not going to be another person that has the same sexual preferences as you and so i think what me and Casey, when we decided we were going to share this part of our lives, because this is really intimate, y'all. Like, if you really stop and think about it, like, we're sharing some really intimate moments. Like, having these realizations or having these feelings, like, it can be overwhelming. And so we wanted to do this because we wanted you guys to know that it is. It's okay to not know. It's okay to second guess. It's okay to experiment It's okay to have the unsure questions. It's okay to feel unsettled. And you're not alone in this at all. Like... And that's what I, I want to go back to it. Like, obviously, Casey is identifying as straight with a little bit of bi-curiousness. Like, she's trying to figure it out still. I identify as gay with a little bit of curious around this. I've already dabbled slightly, but, like, still not quite sure. But at the end of the day, like, that's our journeys. And we have been having these discussions for months. Like, I would say most of the pandemic. So almost two years. <laughs> almost almost two years. Anytime we have like big life talks, this I feel like always comes back into like circulation. 100%. Like we'll have our little heart to heart moments and somehow we come onto this topic. And so, like, we just want everyone out there who's listening to know that. Like, it's okay. It's okay to not know. It's okay to second guess. It's okay to want to re experiment. It's okay to want to retry. It's okay to feel uncomfortable. It's okay to, to not be sure. Like, I remember the first time that, like, I started exploring, like, straight porn, and I felt so weird about it. I was, like, judging myself. I had my own internalized, like, opinion about what I was doing, and that's because that was my experience, like, because I've been out as a gay male for so long, I'm like, why am I doing this? Like, I'm fine. I like like dick enough. Like, why am I worried about if I like a vagina or boobies or not? Like, uh, come on, you're, like, 20. You should know by now, but the truth is... You, you don't you, you don't have an expiration date on when you figure it out. It's okay to not know. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like we could be, you know, figuring out things years from now. Like, I feel like it's ever changing. And I feel like part of it for me, maybe the reason that like I am just now kind of like exploring that is because of the fact that like, well, for one, that I was in, you know, a lot of long-term relationships with men but also because I came from like a really conservative family where like this kind of stuff was not really discussed or like talked about with like good you know viewpoints really um so I feel like that could have really maybe like suppressed that side of me more over the years and now that I you know have been on my own for a while 
I'm spending a lot of time with myself. Like, it's just now finally coming to the surface. 100% agree. And so, actually, I want to be super lame for a second, but this just reminded me of one of my favorite Great Gatsby quotes. And so the quote reads this, For what it's worth, it's never too late, or in my case, too early to be whoever you want to be. There's no time limit. Stop wherever you want. You can change or you can stay the same, and there are no rules to this thing. We can make it the best or we can make the worst of it. And I think that that's just so true that life is this this big experience. And like, I think of the people who are so brave, who end up in marriages and have children and have these whole lives built, and then they end up coming out. Like there's this one girl who I'm mutuals now with on TikTok, and she recently just divorced her husband, has a two-year-old like child, and is now coming out as lesbian. And she is so powerful and I remember there was this guy I used to talk to about two years ago and he was literally engaged in working a big boy job in a nearby city from my college town and he quit the job left his fiance of like five years and came out as gay and it takes a special person to do stuff like that so proud of you no matter where you're at on your journey And enough of that sappy bullshit. Let's move back into the fuckery of this fucking podcast. So (laughs) let's just go ahead and do my little sponsor dig again. I know. Hi. If you haven't liked the podcast yet, please do. If you have not downloaded it yet, please, please, please download it. If you haven't left a review on Apple Podcasts, please go tippity type with your little fingers. It literally changes everything. If you are not, you know, following me on Instagram, following the podcast on Instagram, follow it. So my Instagram is O-H-H-K-O-D-Y. The podcast Instagram is boytalk underscore podcast. Either way, you'll find us. You go to one of them, you'll find both. But that's where I keep you guys updated. But the more you guys engage with this podcast, the more downloads, the more likes, the more saves, the more shares, the more we talk about on social media, the more people who can find it. I don't have big ad money behind me. I'm not getting this pushed. You know, I'm not paying promotions. I don't have cash like that. No one signed this podcast. But this information is so important. I want more people to hear it. So thank you all for keeping us in the charts, moving us up the charts, getting us out there. You all are literally why we are where we are. So thank you. All righty. Final section, listener questions, which is like always my favorite. Um, I talked about it last episode. I had a couple people reach out. I am looking for guests. So if you want to come onto the podcast as a guest, like Casey and all my other fun friends who've been along the right way, just DM me. All I ask is try to think of a topic. Like, is there something you're really, really good at? Or you have a lot of good opinions about? Or you just really want to get off your chest or something that you think you're a good advocate for? Like, this platform is our platform. Like, this is the stage to talk about anything that involves our community with love, life, relationships, sex, LGBTQ, whatever you want it to be. Like, we can talk about it. Just let me know what you think your angle is and we will get it all figured out. But I would love to have some more guests on. So if you're interested, let me know. So if you're new here, how you submit your questions is you can either DM me on Instagram, on my Instagram, or the podcast Instagram, or on my TikTok. If you leave comment questions, I always pull from those as well, as well as I also answer them on TikTok. So like sometimes someone will ask a question, I'll make a TikTok video, and then I'll answer it here in this section as well because I get to actually go in detail here and there's no community guidelines on my podcast. I can't get banned from this. (laughs) But yeah, that's kind of what's up. That's kind of what's happening. And we're just going to jump into these questions this week, y'all. So 
The first question. Is it normal to tell your parents about your sex life? And I think this is such a great question for this week. So for me, yes, I am super duper close with my mom. And it's so easy to talk to her about everything. Like she probably knows a little too much, (laughs) which I think um, is fun for us in a lot of ways. Like there's just not any shame. And it's just the way that she's always parented me. Like it's always been like this open communication like I don't ever feel embarrassed to talk to her about anything like I can talk to her about stuff and she doesn't make me feel weird for it or judged like she'll talk me through things like she'll input her opinion for sure like she's told me like I'm being a little like slut and like I need to get my shit together when I need to hear it or whatever but at the end of the day like she's always had my back and that's what's beautiful about that relationship so I think you should talk to your parents about your sex life and it shouldn't be a weird thing Um, And I hope that when I have children that they're not afraid to talk to me about their sex life and it's not a weird thing for them and we can just, you know, discuss it from a healthy perspective and like I can give them advice and I can help them get resources they need, etc, etc. But it's not like that for everyone. Yeah, I love that for you. I think that's great. I strive to be like your mother when I have children, but my experience um, is completely different. Like I had mentioned earlier, my family is kind of conservative. They don't really um, talk about these kind of things like openly with each other. Um, I, I love to do so, obviously. I am on a podcast talking about it with all of you. <laughs> I have no issue doing it. Um, my family, however, uh, not really their thing. So I don't do it personally. Um, would love to, but like, I just don't think, you know, it would be a good time for me. (laughs) And I feel like there are going to be a lot of families that are like that. Like some parents just don't want to discuss it. It's just like, they have no interest, desire, want, will, etc. Um, and I feel bad, honestly, like, I don't want to be like, I feel bad for you, but like, I kind of do because like, it was so easy to talk to my mom about stuff that I never felt a sense of shame. And I, I always had at least someone to chat with and like my mom being a straight female who had no gay male friends growing up and no gay male relatives growing up. She didn't know what to say most times. I mean, she was friends with this nice lesbian lady back when I was like in middle school and beginning of high school. And I remember she would go to her sometimes about it. But like, even she would be like, girl, I don't know shit about that. Like, I'm a lesbian. Like, I don't fucking know. And so it just was like, It was a new experience for her, especially with me, like, being a gay kid. Like, she didn't really know what to say or do. She didn't understand the community very well, which is, like, I love some of my listeners are parents, actually, who have, like, kids who are LGBTQ identifying. um, And they are learning a lot through this podcast, which is beautiful. And I'm so glad you're here because my mom had no fucking idea what she was doing, but at least I could tell her. And we got to talk about boys and she like ate it up because she wanted girls. She got three boys and then I ended up being, you know, gay. So I was like, is that close enough? And she was just like, huh, like, it's fine. You're still my son. I'm like, well, duh, I still identify as a male. I never said that my gender changed. I 100% am a cis male, but like, we can talk about boys now. Yay. <laughs> But yeah, I think it's really important to have those those conversations personally. But I do understand if it's just not the vibe in your house. Like, I think that's 100% fair. Like, I have other friends who are the same way. Like, their parents know nothing. And that is, like, 
that is the goal. Like, they don't know anything about me. Yeah, it's um kind of for their best interest at this point that they don't. I, I don't think, you know, it would be the vibe at all. They... <laughs> you know you know some of my stories i don't think you know they could quite handle it <laughs> yeah you know it might not be it might not be something for them and that's fine you know it's about having those boundaries and knowing if that's the if you like as long as you're good with it that's what matters like and that's what i think is beautiful about setting boundaries is you are in control of that so like if you don't want your parents to know you don't have to tell them anything you have no obligation to um and if you do want your parents to know you have a right to tell them um just like this kind of goes into like the coming out stuff when I get asked all the time. It's like you have to do it when it's right for you and you have to know when you're going to be safe and stuff. So like some people don't come out until like they aren't at all dependent on their family because they know it's not going to go well or there's a higher chance that it's not going to go well. So they just wait as long as possible until they know they're secure. Same thing goes with just talking about sex and stuff like that. Like if your parents are going to flip, they're going to, you know, punish you. If they're going to be unsupportive of what you're doing or whatever, like don't tell them you don't have to tell them you don't have to tell them anything i'm not i'm not saying lie to your parents oh god i'm gonna get canceled (laughs) i'm gonna get canceled for this i'm not saying lie to your parents but i'm just like it's also saying like it's not their fucking business (laughs) if they're gonna be disrespectful to you and that's my i'm saying it lie to them (laughs) casey's saying it there you go casey said it not me i can't get in trouble for it now but yeah, no. Um, with that being said, I think we're going to end this discussion right now before I say anything else that's going to get me fucking canceled. Um, so let's move on to question number two. So someone asked, what is the sexiest thing someone has ever called you during sex? And I fucking love this question so much. I fucking love this question so, so much. Um, so... <laughs> I like being dominated in bed. So, like, I am all about the names. Like, I love, 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 love being called things in the bed. Um, I like sweet things, of course. Like, I, I do enjoy, like, the sweet, like, baby and babe and baby boy and all those cute little, like, cuddly ones. Um, but I also... I also like just being called a bitch or a slut. I really do. Like, literally, like, it's so hot. Like, literally, there's nothing hotter than, like, a man, like, throwing me on the bed and just being like, you're such a fucking slut. And I'm like, yes, and I'm dripping. Like, let's get moving. Like, no more time. No more time to waste, sir. It's time. Get in here right now. Like, literally, get in here right now. And I don't know if that makes me like a weirdo. I don't think it does because I enjoy it and we're not here to judge anybody for anything. That's what we do at Boy Talk. Everyone live your life the way you want to. So yeah, I like being called a slut. So deal with it. Oh, for sure. Um, Like you, I also love to be dominated. That's that's why we vibe so much. We just relate on so many levels. <laughs> um, So I just, you know, I just love when guys are like very, very sweet to me. Um, tell me that I'm doing a good job. Call me a good girl, baby girl, a praise kink we have. Um, but also like you were saying, like you can also just absolutely fucking degrade me and I like go back and forth with it, you know? Yes. It's about that like mix of it. Like, yes, call me like a stupid slut. That's fine. That's great. I'm totally into it. 
but also tell me I'm being a good boy and like also like give me like a forehead kiss and then like mercilessly pound me. You know what I mean? Like it's it's all about balance. Maybe that's my Libra coming out, but it's all about balance. It is absolutely all about balance. Call me a good girl and then slap me across the face. Like I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is, but it you know, it really does it for me. I want to know the psychology behind like these pet names and stuff like why like what like if you're a psychologist and you have answers and you're listening to this please i want to know like why please what what yes please contact me at ohhkody at instagram (laughs) or tiktok um but yes no seriously find me and let me know because i'm i'm so curious i want to understand because it's like there's so many people out there who are actually like this like obviously i make this kind of content on the internet so i know i'm not alone i get tons of people saying that they're totally in the same things or like thank god someone's saying it and i love the sister support i love the besties coming out to show that like we are all here we are all living our best lives trying to like get degraded and railed like thank you um but why i mean i kind of know why i went to therapy i'm a healthy bitch I've, i have it mapped out but also like like we know but, but like also you could tell us yes like absolutely just tell us again just for clarification <laughs> so yeah and i think that that's the beauty though of this kind of stuff too is everyone's gonna like different pet names like because i like being more submissive i like a little bit of the degrading as well as the praising but if you're a dominant person that's never gonna fly with you like you're never gonna enjoy someone calling you like a stupid slut you're gonna be like huh like who the fuck are you talking to and you're gonna get offended and hurt and like whatever that's the beauty of this it's like You have to connect with what works for you. You're going to like certain pet names or you're not going to like certain pet names. Like, not everyone is going to enjoy the same things. So really experiment with it. Like, you can use adult content on the internet, of course. Or you can, like, watch, like, TikToks. Like, I talk about some of these things or and dirty talk and stuff like that. Or just through experimenting with, like, your partners. Like, try being submissive once or twice. Try being, you know dominant once or twice see what feels good to you and what makes sense and you'll find it I don't know for me it just kind of came naturally like I've always been more submissive in nature when it comes to like intimacy so it just made sense (laughs) and it just only developed and kept spiraling if you will into where I am now um I don't know Casey was yours as like easy yeah I mean I feel like it was there were times where like I've tried to be dominant or I've had partners that like wanted me to be dominant and like I can do it but like I just feel like it's a lot of work and I would just rather not (laughs) oh my god I was gonna say um I can ride and I love riding on the right day but most times I don't want to do that I am a total pillow prince I will own it I don't give a fuck hate on me I'm pretty I want to lay there and And that's the hard work. Like, I make sure I look cute and I say the right things and I I make the right noises and I arch the right way. That is my role. I don't want to be doing anything else. Like, pamper me. (laughs) So, (laughs) dominance, not it for me. So, when you're like, I don't, that's a lot of work. 100% agree. Too much work. I don't want to do that. I feel like I'm just like a dominant personality in my everyday life that, like, when I'm in that role, like, I don't want to be dominant anymore. Like, I just want somebody to just throw me around, do what they want, tell me whatever, and, like, 
cool we're good we're gucci i love that because same girl literally same could not describe it better and i think that that is that i think that's enough i think we gave you all enough insight we have been so personal this week okay like y'all uh, y'all are besties now if you listen to this whole episode god bless your soul you know too much um you can't tell anyone it's a secret so don't don't tell anybody <laughs> don't don't you dare if you tell anyone we'll find you and we'll, we'll probably give you a high five and ask if you want to get snacks but we'll find you <laughs> but yeah so i think with that being said Casey, thank you so much for joining me this week. I really appreciate it. It was very last minute. I literally, like, called her, like, three days ago. I was like, I really need you to do this episode with me. And she was like, whatever you need. Yes. <laughs> so thank you. You are very welcome. Thank you for having me. It's always a blast. Always a great time. It's always a hoot and a holler, if you will. And I feel like one day when we're, like, 90 years old, we'll have to play this for, like, potential grandchildren and be like your mom and, and dad were fucking holes not whores holes we were holes and we we were the best holes out there <laughs> and our kids are gonna be mortified they'll be mortified like if there are children if the world doesn't you know catch on fire before then <laughs> but you know if there are if we have children and the world is not on fire we can show them this pot these podcasts these multiple podcasts where we've gotten way too personal and they can be like, oh. They'll be like, why did you bring us here? <laughs> I love that for us. And with that being said, y'all, we're going to wrap up this episode. I hope that you're being safe. I hope that you're having a good time. Literally, the variants, all that stuff. I don't want to freak anyone out, but do the best you can. Stay safe. Wear a mask. Get your vaccine. I love you all. And we will see you next week. <laughs>